We talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. This is episode 29, Doctrine and Covenants 77 through 80. I will lead you along. We're studying it July 12th through the 18th. I just have a disclaimer. I am recording this during a really intense thunderstorm, so if you hear lots of thunder, <laughs> that is why. It's the only time I have to record this week, and so we're just gonna we're just gonna rock the thunderstorm in the background, which is also super cool because we're gonna talk about God's creations, and how cool is it that we're experiencing a really epic thunderstorm? All right, <clears throat> so in the primary manual at the beginning it says feel free to share verses you found even if they are not featured in the activities below and I loved considering that and thinking about that because so often I get like tunnel vision of alright these you know I open the manual and I'm like clicking on the verses to like read to my kids and sometimes I don't think about um, all the cool things that are in each verse and Every time I, sorry, cool things in each section, I often won't read more to my children than um, what's in the primary manual. And I need to get past that and find the things that I feel are meaningful from that week that I think would benefit my kids. So let's go ahead and get started in the lesson today. All right, the first section is called, I can receive answers to my questions about the scriptures. So section 77 is really unique because Joseph Smith was reading and studying the Bible, right? He's doing his Joseph Smith translation stuff and he got to the revelations and he was very confused. And so he was asking the Lord questions. And so each verse, it says question and then it's his question and then it'll say answer and it will... The, it's the Lord's explanation about that verse. Um, so it's really cool because it's it's showing us that when we have questions about what we're reading in the scriptures, we can be taught by the Lord and be instructed. So if you want a simply a simple way to teach the kids the story of how Joseph got this revelation, you can read the first couple pictures of chapter 27 in the Doctrine and Covenant stories. And so it says, Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon continued to work on making inspired corrections to the Bible. Jesus revealed to Joseph Smith the corrections that should be made, and Sidney, Sidney Rigdon wrote them down. Joseph Smith didn't understand some parts of the Bible. He prayed for understanding, and the Lord answered. Many of the revelations in the Doctrine and Covenants came as answers to questions the prophet asked the Lord while translating the Bible. Jesus was happy with Joseph's work. Joseph was a great prophet. I love how simple and how easy it is to understand the stories in the Doctrine and Covenant stories and, and the illustrations that go with them. They're really good for the kids. I, every once in a while, that's how we do our scripture study. Is we will, the little narrated video is really good. My kids get excited because they, they feel like they're watching a little show for scripture study they get excited um there's also good explanations sometimes in um like last week for section 76 i went to the friend 
and in the friend they have um, like illustrated stories from the Doctrine and Covenant scenes that have happened. And last week was uh, Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon getting the revelation about the three kingdoms of glory. And that story was in the friend. And so I used the friend and I read that out of the friend to my kids as our scripture study that day. And that was another good one to help them see and get a feel for um, the story and what was going on. And it's so simple and there's pictures and it was great. So, um, so one thing you can do, have a discussion with the kids about if they've ever felt like there was something they didn't understand in the scriptures specifically and let them share their experiences. You can ask them what Joseph did to find the answers in the scriptures. And then you can talk about times that you've asked Heavenly Father for help in understanding the scriptures and, um, and to bear your testimony that when we ask Heavenly Father and we're really trying, we're pondering and studying the scriptures meaningfully, that we will understand them, that the Lord will give us understanding. It may not be through a direct revelation that seems obvious like Joseph had, but we will have um, revelation in our lives that will bless us and give us um, understanding of what we're reading. I've had that happen to me a lot of times, so I've been reading the scriptures, just trying to make sense of something I'm reading, and it often comes while I'm, you know, that scripture chain you follow the footnotes you find another verse and you see where that goes and um read that scripture and if you pray with a prayer in your heart and you're really seeking to understand i think the lord will bless you and help you understand the scriptures and the things that he's teaching you um you can also read some of the verses in revelations um that joseph smith had questions about so if you go um, it's Revelation chapter 4 is where a lot of this is happening. I think it goes um, a little bit farther um, than just chapter 4, but that's where I wanted to go. So it says that you could find a few verses that you think would be fun for the kids to read to find the verses that Joseph Smith had been reading at the time. So I wanted to read Revelation 4 verse 6. It says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So in section 77, verse 4, here's the question that Joseph asked. What are we to understand by the eyes and wings which the beast had? And it says, Their eyes are representation of light and knowledge that is, they are full of knowledge, and their wings are a representation of power to move and to act, etc. Isn't that beautiful? I know when I read Revelation, it's like so weird. I'm like, what? There are four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Like, that seems so bizarre to me. But when I read it, it's representing light and knowledge and power. And I love that, that the things that surround God and that are close to God are full of light and knowledge and and they are able to move with God at God's command and um, I just I love that the representation of of all-knowing and powerful things being in the presence of God Alright Weston, here's a question for you How 
can we receive answers to questions we have when we read the scriptures? Do you always understand the scriptures when you read them? No. How can we get, how can we understand the scriptures better? We can pray and ask Heavenly Father. Yeah. How do you think he helps us understand the scriptures? He can listen to your prayers and and the and he can send the Holy Ghost to tell you. Yeah. He can help. How does the Holy Ghost talk to us? Do you know? Do you remember us talking about the Holy Feelings. Ghost? Feelings. Yeah. So do you think the, the feelings you have when you're reading the scriptures can help teach you what you're reading? Yeah. Sometimes it also, for me, sometimes it puts ideas in my head. Sometimes the ideas we have are from the Holy Ghost. Mm, cool. Yeah. The next section is called God Created Every Creature on Earth. I really like this section. Um, it just made me really excited to to really glory in the things that the Lord has created and and the beauty of the earth and the world around us. As I have this beautiful soundtrack behind me from the from our Heavenly Father. Um, so you can show the children pictures of animals like that um, they like or even just unique things. Also, you can include in their insects and birds because it's good to talk about. Um, it includes bees, creeping things, and fowls of the air. So that's all of those things that you're going to read about in section 77. So let's go section 77, verse 2. And the question is, what are we to understand by the four beasts spoken of in the same verse? The answer is, they are figurative expressions used by the revelator John in describing heaven, the paradise of God, the happiness of man and of beasts and of creeping things, and of the fowls of the air, that which is spiritual being in the likeness of that which is temporal, and that which is temporal in the likeness of that which is spiritual, the spirit of man in the likeness of his person, as also the spirit of the beast and every other creature with which God has created. So, testify to the children that God created all of these things because he loves us and he wants us to be happy. Um, I love thinking about the Lord's love. Um, don't you feel that when you're out in nature and you see the glory and the beauty around you? Don't you just feel loved? I know when I see a gorgeous sunrise or a beautiful sunset, when I hike up to the top of a mountain I see a majestic view below me I just am I feel so close to my Heavenly Father and I think that's what he wants that's why he gave us beauty and animals and all the amazing majestic things we have around us so another thing that I love of course because there's always suggestions to sing songs because that's how children learn and they are going to connect with that. So the suggestion, the song suggestion for this section is My Heavenly Father Loves Me. And I wanted to read the lyrics to that song because I want you just to think about what you're going to be teaching your children if you sing this song with them. Whenever I hear the song of a bird or look at the blue, blue sky... Whenever I feel the rain on my face or the wind as it rushes by, whenever I touch a velvet rose or walk by our lilac tree, I'm glad that I live in this beautiful world Heavenly Father created for me. He gave me my eyes that I might see the color of butterfly wings. He gave me my ears that I might hear the magical sound of things. 
He gave me my life, my mind, my heart. I thank him reverently for all his creations, of which I'm a part. Yes, I know Heavenly Father loves me. And then, one of my all-time favorite songs, not just favorite hymns, favorite songs, is How Great Thou Art. And I wanted to read this, at least the first verse for you, because I think I, I sing this song to myself in my head often when I see the grandeur of the world around me. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sinks my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. The rest of the song is about Christ. And don't you feel that as the Lord is telling you how much he loves you as you see the beauty around you and the, and the earth? Isn't that a testimony that he... He just, he cares so much about you. And of course, the biggest testimony of his, his love is in sending his son so that we can return to him. I also noticed mm, every song, I want to be bold and say every song about nature or about creation that I found in the primary manual or in the hymn book are songs about being thankful and or also about God's love. Isn't that meaningful? Isn't that showing us the connection that we have there? Alright, here's some more songs that I've found, and this is not a all-inclusive list. I'm sure there's there's a lot more, but these are the ones that stood out to me of songs that talk about the world around us and the beauty and um, things we can be grateful for from our Heavenly Father. All things bright and beautiful, because God loves me. Can a little child like me? Lord, we thank Thee for the night. My Heavenly Father loves me. Thank Thee for everything. As you sing songs with your kids and help them learn, they're going to internalize and to remember it's it's so easy to remember the message when it's put to music. So don't hesitate to teach your kids a primary song. Find the sing-along videos that the church has out or find a YouTube video of it or something if you don't feel comfortable singing and teaching your kids. But include this music in your, your lives with your kids or even just turn it on while the, your kids are having some quiet time or um, sometimes I'll, I'll turn on a little him or something while I'm, um, sometimes I'll have some creative time with my kids, painting or Play-Doh or something like that, and, um, trying to find some creative outlets this summer besides just watching TV. And, uh, <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of, um, learning of new hobbies, and sometimes I'll turn on primary music while we're doing that and it's made for a peaceful moment in our home for those short little moments that we have 
have with that music on and I know that it brings a good spirit into my home so don't hesitate to use primary songs. Many of the things Jesus gives us we can give to others. We can give others mercy and forgiveness and love and compassion. We can go out of our way to serve and to accept and to include others just as Jesus did. The next section is, I can share what I have with others. I think this goes hand in hand with the next section, or another section, sorry, not the next one, but we're also going to talk about gratitude, and um, I think being grateful for what you have, one way of showing that is by sharing and being generous, because that's, our Heavenly Father's generous with us. All right, I'm going to read from section 78 verse 6 for if ye are not equal in earthly things ye cannot be equal in obtaining heavenly things so to teach what it means to what he's referring to here says to be equal in earthly things you can show children pictures of people who are in need like people who are hungry or injured or cold or don't have a place to live and talk about that they're the things they have on earth the earthly things they don't have what we have. We have food and they don't. Or we have a home and they don't. Um, we have our health and they don't. And then you could um, have things that you can match to the pictures. And I like this idea because you could do this in a class or just have... Uh, so it says you can have some kids have the pictures and other kids get the, the object that would relieve the need in the picture. Um, you could also just do this as a family and have the objects like laid out on a table and the pictures laid out and have them match which object would relieve the need of the person in the picture. So the things that they suggest is you could have some a type of food, a band-aid or a blanket for someone who's cold um, and as they match the pictures and the objects together you can talk about how we can give and help those who don't have all that we have and relieve the suffering of those around us. Um, have the kids share times that they've been able to help people um, or they've seen their parents do so. Hopefully they've seen it and hopefully they've experienced some. And as a family, if you wanted to go out of your way to find a way to bless those around you, it would be a great time to do that so that your children can learn from that example and feel the spirit of giving and um, and of sharing what we have. You can also, we're going to go down. Um, if you go to the Doctrine and Covenant Stories, this is chapter 28. Um, you could read a couple of the pictures on there too. It says the first two tell the story for this section really well. Joseph Smith received a revelation in which Jesus said the saints were like his little children. They were still learning. Jesus said they should be happy and thankful. He would be their leader. Joseph said he wanted the saints to take care of those who were poor. He wanted them to share with each other and help each other. So ask the children to pretend that they're helping someone build a house or sharing food or serving someone in another way. How do they feel when they're helping or sharing and they can also help the children think of things that Jesus shares with us. And I liked thinking about this because Jesus is the ultimate example. And 
um, he does share with us. And I think recognizing the blessings that we receive through him would help us be more generous with what we give others. And so I was brainstorming. He shares his life with us. His perfection is shared with us. His name. He shares his prophets, his gospel, and of course his love. I also sometimes think about the the mercy and the forgiveness that is always, always offered and extended towards us. And that's something we can share with others as well. That might be a little deep for little kids, but I think talking about... All right, the next section, I can help advance the cause of Jesus Christ. So section 78 verse 4 says, For a permanent and everlasting establishment and order unto my church to advance the cause which ye have espoused to the salvation of man and to the glory of your Father who is in heaven. So question that we ask, what is the cause that we espoused? And espoused means accepted or chose to support. So what was the cause that we accepted when we were baptized? Um, you can think about that and um, you can look in um, Mosiah 18 verses 8 through 10, which is our baptismal covenant. It says, As ye are desirous to come into the fold of God, and to be called his people, and are willing to bear one another's burdens, that they may be light, ye are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God at all times, and in all things, and in all places that ye may be in, being baptized in the name of the Lord, as a witness before him, that ye have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he may pour out his spirit more abundantly upon you. So... What, what is the cause here? What are we supporting? What did we promise to do? What did we agree to do to help out? Well, it says mourn. But those that mourn, comfort those that stand in need of comfort and stand as a witness. Right? We serve him and keep his commandments. Um, then we jump to Doctrine and Covenants 20, verse 37. It says, All those who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits, a witness before the church that they have truly repented of all their sins and are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ, having a determination to serve him to the end, and truly manifest by their works that they have received of the Spirit unto the remission of their sins, shall be received by baptism unto his church. So... We're willing to take upon us the name of Jesus Christ to serve him and show by our works that we um, have the spirit of Christ. And then we're going to jump to Moses chapter 1 verse 39. For behold, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. So if we go back to the question, what is the cause well, the cause is, well, we know what the Lord's cause is. The Lord's cause is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And we have promised to serve him and to help him. And we can do that by mourning with those that mourn, comforting those that stand in need of comfort and standing as a witness of God and keeping our covenants and commandments. And... As we do that, we will bring those that need to be brought to our Heavenly Father and help um, 
help them and um, encourage them to feel his love. Um, in the Individuals and Families Manual, it asks the question, what would you say is the cause of the church? And it suggests you read verse 7. It says, For if you will that I give unto you a place in the celestial world, you must prepare yourselves by doing the things which I have commanded you and required of you. So the cause of the church is to prepare a celestial world for ourselves, right? And for those around us, if possible. And he's asked us and commanded us to serve and to bless and to comfort those that need the help that we can offer them. So, Newell K. Whitney owned a store. And the Lord asked him and some other men in the area to use their money to help pay for the Lord's work, which turns out that they were they were helping support people who didn't have enough money to um, support themselves. Um, this is eventually turns into the idea of the bishop's storehouse, but this is originally Newell K. Whitney had like an open tab with Joseph, right? So Joseph would send people to the store and they would get what they needed and then their name would get put on, you know, Joseph's credit or whatever. And Joseph would try to gather some money, some of the money he gathered from some men that um, the Lord asked them to give of their substance and their money to help support the poor people that Joseph was offering food to and things and supplies. But then also Newell K. Whitney was asked to forgive some of the debt that had accumulated at the store. And is that a big, I think that's a, a, a burden, a bit of a burden, especially to Newell K. Whitney, because that is his store, that's his livelihood. But these men were willing to do that, and um, they sacrificed a lot. And I think about it, we today still give of our substance. And you can talk to the kids um, about what we do currently to to help, just as Noel K. Whitney did. So how do we today help and support the church? Well, we pay our tithing. We pay fast offerings. We serve in our callings. You can also just look around you and find families and individuals that need help and serve them. Um, our ministering callings, if you teach the children the importance and they see you ministering, that will also teach them of ways that they can serve and, and do these things and, and be an instrument in the Lord's hands in blessing the lives of the people around you. Alright, the next section. I should receive all things with thankfulness. This is so powerful and I feel like sometimes underrated. I don't know, maybe it's not, but I feel like, at least when I was growing up, I don't know if people fully explained how important it is to be grateful to me until I was, you know, a young adult. Maybe they did and I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> but I have learned and gained a testimony of gratitude and, and how important it is to have an attitude of gratitude. 
I'm going to read section 78, verse 19. It says, And he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious, and the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold, yea, more. So what does the Lord promise to those who are thankful? Um, and to teach the kids this concept of blessing them a hundredfold. Um, it says you can bring a small object and then also 100 of the same object. You could do that as a picture. Um, but I was also thinking how cool it would be if you brought like one little candy or something, right? Um, or you could even give each child one piece of candy and ask them, are you grateful for this piece of candy? And they could say thank you for it or um, show some gratitude for it. And then you could also give them like a cup of a hundred pieces of candy um, or close to it <laughs> or something to show that when we are grateful for something, the Lord will, it says, the things of this earth shall be added unto him even an hundredfold. And so you could show the children what that means. That hundredfold means one hundred more. And so when we are grateful and we show the Lord our gratitude, he will bless us. And it may not be the exact same thing, right? I don't thank the Lord for my husband's income and then we get like a hundred times more money. That isn't necessarily how it works, right? But the Lord blesses you with health and safety and things working in your home and um, just so many things. You're, you're, especially as you pay your tithing and you show gratitude through tithing and fast offerings and, and giving to those around you. Your blessings will come in other ways that hopefully you're watching for and you will recognize when you receive them. But often it's not till much later that I recognize the blessings in my life that came from certain actions that came about. So um, just because we thank the Lord for <laughs> a cookie that we got doesn't mean we're going to get 100 cookies. But that is how the Lord works when we are grateful for the things we have. He will He will give us more and he will add the blessings on top of what we already have been given. You can also sing a song about gratitude, like I am glad for many things. Um, there's also a video on the church website. It's called Think to Think. And you can, another idea that I liked a lot, it says give the children time to make a list of things they are thankful for and encourage them to make, to think of as many things as possible in an amount of time. I think that's a cute idea. So um, hopefully that would be a fun activity that you could do. All right, Weston, I want you to tell me as many things as you can think of that you're grateful for in one minute. Are you ready? Yeah. Get set. Go. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for all my things that I have. I'm grateful for the TV. I'm grateful for the phone. I'm grateful for the switch. I'm grateful for the tablet. I'm grateful for our house. I'm grateful for our world. I'm grateful for Heavenly Father and Jesus. I'm 
grateful for my cousins. I'm grateful for my Alina. I'm grateful for my toys. I'm grateful for my water. I'm grateful for my food. I'm grateful for my delicious pizza that my mom makes. And that's all. <laughs> wow, that was almost exactly one minute. There we go. Here's yeah. the one minute mark. Good yeah. job, buddy. The last section is Jesus Christ will lead me along. I. So you can invite children to share times when they have been a leader, like being at the front of a line or if they've led music or gotten to um, kind of lead a discussion or something and ask the kids what a leader does, what's their job, what, why, why do we have a leader, right? And then show a picture of the Savior as you read the following phrase from Doctrine and Covenants 78 verse 18. Be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. Um, and then and you could also use this week's activity page to help the kids learn or think of ways they can follow the Savior. And the activity page is a maze that the kids can follow um, and pick Christ-like attributes. And then there's also other, like the opposite, so patience or frustration or... Um, anyway, so they pick which ones are the Christ-like attributes, which ones show that they're following Christ. And... Um, and then they try to make their way up to Jesus. Um, another thing you could do is invite the children to follow Jesus by leading them around the room while you're holding a picture of Jesus. And kind of basically play follow the leader. And you can let the kids take turns holding the picture and being the leader. You could also sing, I'm trying to be like Jesus, or choose the right way. Weston. What? How does... The, how does Jesus lead us? He, um, he sets an example. Yeah. So how, how do we follow him? We follow his example. Yeah. So what did Jesus do that we need to do? What are some things that we he, can do to follow his example? He was good to one another. Yeah. Kind. He died for us. Yeah, he loved us so much that he died for us, huh? Do you think we could treat other yeah. people that way? But he did get resurrected. He yes. knew he would get resurrected, so it doesn't really matter if he died or not. Well, he still had to suffer a lot, huh? Yeah. What else did Jesus do that we can follow? He... He baptized. Got baptized. He got baptized. He got baptized. Yeah. Are we? Can you do that too? Just like yeah. Jesus. I'm actually getting baptized not that long. Yeah, but pretty soon. How long after my birthday? Two weeks after your birthday. Two weeks after October second, I'm getting baptized because October second is my birthday. <laughs> All right, thanks for your input, Weston. You're well. I just wanted to end with something at the end of the manual. Uh, teaching tip. It says, testify promised blessings. When you invite primary children to live a certain principle, share princ promises God has made through prophets to those who live that principle. 
One example of a promise you could share is found in Doctrine and Covenants 78 verse 19. And that's the one that talks about when you're grateful, um, your blessings will be multiplied. And I know that when you make promises and share your testimony of examples when you have lived, um, when you've lived the promise and experienced the blessings from it, um, the kids will see that. And making promises is powerful and a great way to share your testimony and end your lesson. So I promise as you study and put effort into learning each week's lesson, your children will feel the spirit as you discuss and, and read scriptures together. I hope you have a fantastic week. Um, please rate my podcast to help other people find it and give me some feedback on Facebook or Instagram as I am always looking to improve. So have a fantastic week.